Blacks into Africa. I'm Tadre Mornier, a California native living her best life in Nairobi, Kenya. Thank you for coming along for the ride. I hope that you are informed, entertained, and inspired to Blacks into Africa. This episode is entitled, A Hard Head Makes for a Soft Behind. I realize that a lot of my listeners, subscribers, and followers are not African-American, so you may not have heard that idiom before. Essentially, it means that if you're stubborn, if you continue to do things your way without taking into account reality, you'll get your ass whooped. You get spanked, you're gonna get beat up by life. Your behind will be so soft by the time life is done with you. Forgive my forgive my fake ass Nigerian accent. Um, yeah, that that's been me. That's been me. When it comes to hiring fundies in Kenya, but you know, we're gonna we're gonna get to that. This episode is really just giving you an update as to What's been going on in my life? What blacksiting has really been like for the past few months? And we're in a new year, we're in 2023, we're doing things differently. I've had a lot of revelations. It's been amazing. I've been sitting still, I've been absorbing, I've been learning. This year is definitely about Tadre sewing into herself. I've taken a variety of classes and it's just February 17th. Okay, but let me back up, let me back up. First off, I changed the name of my YouTube channel to Blacks to Africa with the number two. It was Beauty is Universal for years. And one of my subscribers on YouTube was like, you know what, your content is really good. It doesn't make sense that more people don't know about you, that you don't have more subscribers. Maybe if you change the title of your channel. And then I ran it past my girl, Brittany, who's an international influencer, Brittany in Africa. You can also check her out if you want to learn more about black sitting. And she was like, you know what, he's probably right. So I changed it. I changed it to Blacks into Africa and the numbers on uh, the views of my videos dropped dramatically despite having some really cool interviews, some really cool content. And I was like, you know what? People can't find me no more. Let me just change it back to Beauty is Universal because this channel is about more than black sitting to Africa. Although most of the content takes place here in Africa. And as I've stated from the get go, this is a limited series y'all. So I don't plan on doing this forever and a day. But what I will say is that I am committed to my people. I am in love with my people and I want us to all self-actualize. I want to see that for everybody, in particular for my people. And this is my contribution to that. For those of you who may not know, I have a background in international human rights law. 
even when I try to mind my business, even when I just try to keep my mouth shut, it opens because I'm here for the people. I'm a vessel for the people. I am Araminta's wildest dream. And I will use whatever platform I have, whatever resources I have to get us there, to get us to freedom. And although it ain't perfect here, y'all, it's so much better than the world we know in the global north where we are otherwise, excuse me, other eyes, where we are disenfranchised and on and on and on. So that was that was the first change, right? I'm giving you guys an update of what's been going on in my world. Uh, oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. So your girl got a new tattoo. I got a new tattoo. Uh huh, uh huh. And I designed it myself. And these are Adinkra symbols, and they are from the Akan Kingdom in West Africa. I wanted something on my body that represented my culture, that represented my people. I, you know, no shade to anybody who has, you know, Arabic characters or Mandarin characters on their body or uh, what's the other thing that people do, Gaelic, you know, all of that. But for me, I wanted something that represented my culture, represented my people. And I did look around briefly for East African symbols, but I was a, unable to find anything online. I told myself I was gonna go down to the National Archives and see what I could find, but I didn't. I was a little lazy. So I said, let me go back to what I know, and I know these are Dinkra symbols. And so let me just explain to you what all of this is. Let's see, you can see this? Oh, let me get close. For those of you who are not listening, I will explain everything. Okay, so we have here, this symbol here means God's protection. Okay, then down here on my forearm, we have love, faithfulness, and harmony. Oh my God, these hearts, this is the divinity of Mother Earth. Okay, this in here, these circles in here, greatness, charisma, leadership, okay? Yes, you see these little circles in here? Hmm. And then this right here, this is endurance and resourcefulness. And it took, I would say, it, would took, it took about four months. It took about four months between the design. I asked my dad if he would help me. Y'all know he's a visual artist and he was like, he didn't say no, but he let me know he didn't want his daughter to have a tattoo. And then, you know, seeking out a tattoo artist here in Kenya who was like, yeah, 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 that's cool, that's cool. He never came through, had to find another tattoo artist who did come through, they spent painstaking hours just coordinating everything from my sketch to the computer, then transferring that to paper and then transferring that to, it was a lot. And I found an artist here in Nairobi, Kenya. His name is Eli Amin. He's originally from TZ. He was amazing. Energy is great. Like for him, I could tell 
tattooing is a spiritual experience for him. And I just feel like I got my ancestors with me. I, this is my compass. Should I ever forget, this is my compass. I also have three more on the back of my neck that I got in, Ghana, uh, in Uganda like three years ago maybe. And again, Adikra symbols and they symbolize love, freedom, and abundance. So I don't think I'm gonna get any more tattoos. I think your girl, I think your girl is done. What inspired me is I went to an event here in Nairobi called Conscious Kenya. Shout out to my girl, Narissa. Um, it's her organization and her and Eddie. I, I went to their event, uh, Conscious Kenya, and it's a wellness event. And there was a sister there who was doing um, henna. And it was the first time, well, I don't know. I just like the way she did it. It was on my wrist and then it reached down onto my hand. And I was like, I really like this. I really like this. And I was like, well, dang, what if I got something permanent? What if I got something permanent? And so then that's when the ideas started flowing. Y'all know I'm a creative. And it's deep. Like, it's, it's really deep because I feel like I'm peeling back the layers. I'll be 50 in November. And there's a lot, there's a lot I want to say about this. I'll do a post on my Instagram, just a visual post. Um, but, you know, there is how we come into this world free and hopeful and knowing what our mission is on this planet. And no sooner than we can take our first breath, we're indoctrinated with what society expects of us. Really, we're consuming that indoctrination in the womb, but definitely once we exit the womb. So we're indoctrinated in what society expects of us and we lose our way. And I feel like all this time, perhaps for the last 15 years or so, I've been peeling back the layers and discovering who I really am and what I came here to do. So this tattoo is really, it's really a representation of that because like most people, I was told like, you know, you don't mark your body. Tattoos are for wild people, uh, crazy people, people who are not serious about life people who don't want nothing in life, you know, for a long time, I'm like, oh, I can't do this. I can't do that because I may go into politics. I may be in an important position. I may, I may marry somebody in politics. All of this, all of this I was doing because of how I wanted to be perceived by society or rather how I know society wanted to perceive me. So, you know, I went and got the septum ring and the neck tattoo a couple of years ago in Uganda to just commemorate like my birth and my unfolding. And now here we are, you know, I'm 49, 
about to hit 50, baby. Half a century. I'm still here. So, yeah, there's that. All right, I, I, another update. I mentioned this before in the previous episode I did about the downside of being an expat. Call me an expat, call me an, an immigrant. I really don't care. You know, whatever you feel more comfortable with. But yeah, the downside of being an expat. You out here in this world and you finding your way. And because of the newness, the pressure, all the adventures, like you grow really close to people really fast. Um, I heard someone say this on another podcast. They talked about how you form these bonds with people in a very short period of time because they've seen you at your weakest. Because they've come to your aid, they've supported you when your family and your familiar network was not around. So yeah, I got my click. I got my click here. I do mix and mingle. We do have our own little African-American expat group. And three of them have left. Okay, two have left and one is leaving. I can tell you about Brittany because y'all know Brittany. Brittany has already announced uh, Brittany in Africa. Um, she's already gone back to the States. She's making her way back to Africa, though. She'll be in Nigeria soon enough, but she's no longer in Kenya. Miss her. And then there's two other women in our circle who one has already left and I won't put her business out there because she's also a bit of an influencer and she has not told her followers yet. <laughs> and then the third one has told me, yeah, girl, I'm, I'm moving next month. I'm like, oh, she's also got a following here and abroad and she hasn't told her followers yet, so I won't put her business out in the streets, but yeah. And it's just it's just a part of it. It's just a part of it. And it's it's what you can expect when you are an adventurous spirit and you attract other adventurous spirits and they just gone on the next adventure. And I don't blame them because I am one for like Oh, let me just go for a visit over here. And then I like it over there. And I'll be like, mm, I think I'll stay. Okay. Y'all know I got my notes here. Please don't mind me looking at my notes so that Auntie can stay on target. Um, another update uh, that has happened. Mom is in a nursing home. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people feel a lot of ways about nursing homes. Same, same. When my mom put her mom in a nursing home, I was not happy with her, okay? Um, and then she used to make me go visit her, which I had no problem doing that, but she stopped visiting her. That was the problem. But anyway, I digress. When... My great uncles put their mother, my great grandmother, in a nursing home. My grandfather stopped speaking to that side of the family. 
which is another reason why my family is really small because I don't know those people. So it's a hot button topic. But what I will say is that my mom is happier and she's doing so much better. Oh my God. Um, and I'm happier too. She has a social network and they keep her active. They really like her. <laughs> I love it. So for anyone who is thinking of moving to Nairobi and bringing your aging parents with you or just not knowing what to do with your aging parents, there is a wonderful home in Karen that I was able to find. They are not on the internet. Um, I did a lot of research. I visited quite a few places. This one I found through word of mouth and it is operated by a, a Kenyan doctor who is just really, she's got a lot of degrees. We'll just say that. She's got a lot of degrees. She's been educated abroad, educated in Kenya. And for her, this is a passion project and they treat my mom really well. And she likes it there. You know, my mama is not asking me when she's going home. She's not asking me when she can come back here. Mm -mm. She's very well taken care of. So I feel lighter. You know, I feel lighter. I feel happier. And, you know, I send her flowers once a month. And I just took her out for lunch last weekend take her to the movies, you know, all that good stuff. But one thing that's been really interesting for me is that people are very judgy and they look at me in a very shameful, let's, let's, let's just put the words together. There's like pity, there's shock, there's confusion, um, their shame. Yeah, all of that is how people look at me when I take my mother out. And what I've noticed since I've been in East Africa is when you have an elderly person who is unable to get around on their own, they tend to stay in, a, in the house. They're like, kept they're kept in one room this is what I, what I, what i've seen in zanzibar what i've seen in mombasa yeah they're kept in one room where they're fed where they're bathed where they are toileted and uh where people go in to visit but it's like they they just there and that really bumps up against my experience, my cultural experiences in the U.S. In fact, in the U.S., that would be considered abuse. And here, me taking my mom out is looked at as abuse. You can hit me, hit me in the comments. I'm going to stay on for an hour after I publish this episode on YouTube. I'm gonna stay on so I can interact with you guys live. I, I do, I wanna know what that's about. Am I misinterpreting things? Am I right on the money? What's, what's going on there? How do I put this? Where do I start? 
I've been shifting my priorities, rethinking success, rethinking success as it relates to social media. Yeah. I first got a Facebook account when I moved to Spain and this was before, you know, the world had smartphones and there was WhatsApp and, you know, internet calls and all that. Before, you know, was this 2009 I moved to Spain? You know, if you wanted to make an international phone call in a foreign country, you would have to find a cyber cafe. So I was like, I don't really like cyber cafes. Like, it's a lot going on in there. You know what I'm saying? So how about I get a Facebook account and that way I can communicate with my loved ones for free. And everybody can see that I have not completely lost my mind, that I am okay. Because folks was worried. So that was my point for joining Facebook. Facebook, honestly, is not a platform that I particularly enjoy. That's why I'm not really on it. Okay? Then, Instagram happened. And I was like, ooh, there's an opportunity to promote my business here. And that's what Instagram has been for me. And it has become like an obsession. So I say all of that to say that I'm, I'm not going to be posting a whole lot. I, I got to be about living in the moment. I got to be about my mental health. I got I to gotta really shift how I live my life. Last night, I was scrolling. I was scrolling on Instagram, watching videos on YouTube. It just took me, it takes you down a hole. Next thing you know, you're watching blog, you're reading blogs, you're doing all this when really, I needed to be reading. And I'll get to that. I'm studying, I'm learning something new. And I sat, I finally cracked open the book and I said, let me see and I, if I can spend as much time reading this book as I have been scrolling Instagram. I originally got on Instagram because I was like, ooh, ooh, I'm about to travel the world and I wanna get people to pay for my travels. I want people to fly me all over. I want brand deals. I know I can get it. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No corporation has flown me anywhere to cover anything. Now, I have done a little bit of work here and there, uh, social media, uh, content creation for small businesses in exchange for, let's say, lodging. I haven't gotten any brand deals. Uh, why am I obsessive about posting on Instagram? You know, I have clients I work with where I plan out their schedule for the month. There was a time when I was planning out my content for the month. And for what? You know what I'm saying? I don't even have that much content. You know what I'm saying? Like, my life is really not that exciting for a whole month's worth of content. So, let me just step back a little bit. There's a sister that I follow, Ijio Marcola. She's Nigerian-American, 
She's married to a Kenyan. She spent some time here in Nairobi with her hubby for a while. She has 126,000 followers on Instagram. She's got the coveted blue tick. And she recently just posted like, listen, this is why I am no longer an influencer. I, I am your retired influencer. And she listed a number of reasons as to why she's pulling back from social media. One, life balance. I, I would hate to be with my dad. I haven't seen my father since January of 2018 when he dropped me at the airport for Zanzibar. I would hate to be having a wonderful moment with him and thinking, oh, this is content. How can I frame this? Let me set up the camera. Let me get my... But that's the life of an influencer. You're always on. She also listed that it was bad for her mental health. It is. I'm posting shit and then I want to see, oh, who liked it? Oh, they didn't like it. Did they see it? What's going on? Did I... Did I, did I it's not SEO. I missed the algorithm. What? That's too much. It's just too much. Let me go back and change that. Maybe I offended somebody. Oh, mm -mm, mm -mm. she said it was bad for her relationship with God and family. I can get that. She said the brand partnerships no longer sat well with her spirit. People suffering, especially during COVID, people suffering, people lost jobs, people lost loved ones. And yet she's being paid handsomely to sell a product. Like bump all you going through. Don't you really want this kimono I'm wearing? You can get it. Click the link in my bio. Like it's a lot y'all and we're all slaves to it. We're all slaves to it. And for what? Because ain't nobody put no money in my pockets as of yet. You know what I'm saying? And even like, I've had a couple uh, organizations come to me and I'm like, I can't. No. That's not what I stand for. I would never wear that. So why would I tell somebody else to wear it? Like, mm -mm. they are testing out, um, they are testing out a project for American influencers and I only know this because I manage a couple of other accounts um, and one of my American accounts received an offer it was like look they trying to set it up like TikTok you know you get paid based on the amount of people that engage and you know interact with your content that has yet to reach Kenya and that's the other thing being an African influencer is its own thing you know, African influencers be having goo gobs worth of followers and subscribers, etc. But do they have the brand deals? Are they making that type of money? Are they getting that type of attention? And I'm here in Africa. So, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm in this weird space where people are like, oh, we like you. We like what you're about. But, oh, we're selling a Kenyan product to people in Kenya. And some people might feel a way if we use a non-Kenyan to promote this product. Then you got people in the US that's just like, yeah, but you're not here though. 
So that's kind of where I sit. And I'm not saying that I'm not going to be posting at all, that I'm not going to be engaging at all. But what I will say is that when I engage on the internet, it will be on my terms and it will be for fun. It won't be me chasing the bag, you know, um, and as influencers, that would, that's what you do. You're always on because you're chasing the bag. But I had to really like sit with myself and think, how do you want to make money? How do you really want to get the bag? I would much rather involve myself in options trading than to be always on, always recording content, always, con you're never in the present, you're always in the future. Oh, this, this could be good content. Oh, I'm sitting here with my girls, this is content. Oh, you know what I mean? Would I rather, like the editing process is a whole nother situation. So at the end of the day, what I've decided is that I would much rather get my money on the humble in quietude than to just be out in these streets chasing the bag, hoping that some corporation recognizes me and sees how they can use me, you know? And I have been used by corporations before, like, and we already know they paying us less. Come on. So, you know, that's, you, you're going to see this play out in my life. You know, if you go to my Instagram right now, you'd be like, that shit ain't posted. Yeah. I'll be posting in my stories because I, I see things that inspire me and I want to share. And I think people will laugh at it or people will get inspired by it. But creating these reels, baby, that's another thing. Idioma, idioma excuse me, Idioma said, uh, last year in 2022 she's like these reels i got so much on my plate and yet it's taking me an hour to create a reel a video huh and this is somebody with 126,000 followers as of february 17th honey mm -mm, mm -mm. now we get to the tight now we get to the title of this episode. I got to take a sip of tea just so I can, uh, uh. yeah, the hard head make for a soft behind. Something that our mamas and our grandmamas would say to us. <laughs> and so I did it once again. I did it once again. Uh, if you saw my episode, what was it? Things that I think it was things that annoy me about Kenya. I talked about this, uh, this fast money, this get what you can type attitude. And I had like all these examples about how these carpenters have screwed me over. All right, well, 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 I did it again. I did it again. Uh, scrolling on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Scrolling on Instagram yet again, and I came across Bow Masters. They had a paid ad on there, 
And I liked what they featured. I like home decor, you know. So I clicked. I said, oh, they got some cute stuff. And I saw, I was like, oh, you know, they, they actually have, you know, reputable accounts that follow them. They interact with people in the comments. Woo, 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 woo. I was like, oh, Mira, I've been needing, I'm a stylist and I've been going out the house and I've been able to see my whole body from head to toe. I have been needing, okay, since I've been in East Africa, a full length mirror. So I ordered a full length mirror. Aha, kyo. I ordered a full length kyo, as we say in Swahili. Baby, they hit me right back. They hit me right back. They was like, oh, you want a mirror? What color do you want? They sent me a color palette. Okay, they said this is our pay bill number. This is how much it costs. We want a 50% deposit. Oh, I gave them all that. I gave them the exact color I wanted with the with the code, the color code. Okay, uh, I gave them the deposit. Ah, boom. When will it be ready? Thursday. Thursday came and went. Friday hit them up. Oh, we ran into X, Y, and Z. We'll get it to you. Okay. All right. Another week go by. I said, uh, hello. This is Taj Ray. I'm the one that ordered the mirror. Oh, it's ready. Mm -hmm. It's ready. Okay, can you send me a photo? Never got a photo. So, you know... They told me, you know, send your writer. Your writer is, you know, like they honestly, they didn't even offer to deliver the thing to me. Damn. Okay. They didn't, they didn't even offer to deliver the shit to me. So I, you know, I paid a thousand to have my writer, my motorcycle. A writer is like your motorcycle taxi driver. So I paid a thousand for him to pick it up. He listened. When he brought the thing to me, I said, it's not what I ordered. It's big. It's out. I'm going to show it to you. It's it's right here. It's, it's huge. That shit is lime green. It's lime green. It's not sanded properly. Uh, it's not cut properly. It's not what was in the photo that was on their Instagram account. And what I realized after it was too late is that they just took that photo off of anywhere. They took that photo somewhere off the internet and they posted it on their account. Like, yeah, we could do this too. And I saw like they had other images of what I think is their workshop. They doing dining room tables. They doing bed frames. You know, all this stuff in a style that I really like. You know what I'm saying? I would have ordered more, perhaps, if I needed. So you would think a simple rectangular mirror would be easy. There's glue on the mirror, all that. Let me just give you the backstory. My father started his career as a carpenter. He started his career in Hollywood as a carpenter. I grew up with handmade furniture, okay? I grew up 
with not only assisting this man build shit, he insisted that we build shit. You know what I'm saying? Y'all going to make a bookcase this weekend. Okay, so we all, me and my stepbrothers, we making bookcases this weekend. You know what I'm saying? So I know, I may not be a builder, but I know good craftsmanship when I see it. And I know shitty craftsmanship when I see it. So I said, uh. Then I was like, oh, I think I need an enforcer. Who can I call? And this brother who, so I think he found me on YouTube. We went out on one date. It wasn't a match. But he, oh, I, I lie. I lie. I lie. No, I ordered a mattress and he delivered. And he's like, listen, I do all these other things. But I always forget about him until it's too late. Okay. And, yeah. And we did. We did go out one, you know, one date. <laughs> it wasn't a match. Anyway, but he, I was like, oh, okay. He could, you know, go and contact these carpenters, these fundies, and just, you know, get them in order or whatever. And, you know, he hit me back. He was like, I... I think you like being independent. I think you you like these bad experiences, isn't it? <laughs> oh, Not isn't it? Really? And he's right. He's <laughs> he's so right. I just I I like I must I, there's something about me that must like being disappointed. There's something about me that must just like, listen, from now on, I acknowledge I am no longer in Kansas. It's just, just a reference to the Wiz, to the Wiz, okay, the Wizard of Oz. We are no longer in Kansas, Toto. I can't just get up and go out into the world and make purchases and service agreements. I, you know, I need middlemen sometimes. So I'm going to utilize the people in my sphere to get what the fuck I want. And if I have to pay a little more, I don't mind. Because what's more expensive is paying for some shit you don't want. Is having to fix some shit that it just doesn't meet your standards. So yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So I had to decide. I was like, um, I, this is what I want. I want them to fix this and fix that. And he was like, okay, I can get somebody to do it. And now I'm looking at it, I'm looking at it, and I'm just like, okay, I do have some lime green in my house. I think I might be able to live with it. <laughs> we'll see. All right, another update, pouring into myself. I um, I started chronic healing. So if you know me, you know that I'm interested in Tantra. I'm interested in elevated sexual experiences, unfolding, creativity. Y'all know we create. We create through our yonis and our lingos now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I haven't been able to find any Tantra classes in Nairobi, but I did find 
a pranic healing institute in Nairobi and it's beautiful like that facility the air in there feels so light it's a beautiful facility it smells good again I found them at Conscious Kenya and really what pranic healing is about prana meaning energy and then obviously healing it's about breath and it's about channeling and it's about your energy centers right so in yoga we call them chakras some people call them meridian centers etc etc and it's really powerful because not only can we heal ourselves but we can heal each other and I come from a religious tradition, Baptist church, Christianity, where the pastor will lay hands. They'll lay hands right here on your ajna or your third eye, okay? They'll lay hands or they'll lay hands right here on your heart chakra. Growing up, I didn't know what that was. Like, they just, I'm sitting there like, is this real? You know? But this right here that I'm doing is real. So level one, I'm at level one and you can heal through crystals. I haven't gotten to that level yet, but yeah, that's another update in my life. And I'm really happy about that. And what I'm learning about all of these traditions, all of these techniques is that it's about breath. It all comes back to the breath. And all of us, including myself, we breathe through our chest. But when you watch a baby and you watch them sleep and you see their, their belly going up and down as they're sleeping, that's the proper way to breathe. And then these energy chakras, whether it's Reiki, whether it's yoga, meditation, pranic healing, uh, what's the other one that they do uh, in China? The word is escaping right now, but there's so many modalities of healing and it all comes back to your energy centers and your breath. So I'm on this path and I'm using this pranic healing training to get at like the energetic orgasms. That's, that's, that's what I'm going with this, right? But at the same time, I'm learning how to heal myself and when I'm comfortable enough, I'm going to be healing everybody. I'm healing my neighbors. <laughs> I'll be healing everybody. Okay. Oh, something else I did at the top of the year is um, abstract arts. Yes, yes, yes. So I did some abstract art online course. That was kind of cool. I just learned that you can pretty much do whatever you want. And it's art. Like, I wear wearable art or I should say I rock wearable art like but it was good you know I paid for a little course it wasn't a whole lot of money you know again <laughs> I spent too much time on Instagram you see you see why I need to pull back it kept popping up as an ad on my Instagram timeline and I was like I want to do this I come from a family of artists and I'm more so of a curator but I I would like to paint too I'm all, you know, I'm at whatever art gallery that I'm invited to. I love being in that space. I'm in my element. So I took the course and all that's left for me to do is really carve out time to put what I learn into action, develop my own styles, my own techniques. 
I need to get the canvas and I also need to get the paint and the brushes and all that good stuff. So, yes, 2023 is popping. Um, the learning continues. It's interesting because I met with um, two women who booked my eclectic fashion tour in Nairobi. And I believe one of them was in her late 30s and the other one was 40. And they were like, you know, I thought I would have had everything figured out by now. We don't ever. We don't ever. And it can be really frustrating, especially for someone like myself who... I'm on that American diet, baby. I want everything quick, fast, and in a hurry. I need it. You know what I'm saying? I don't really have a whole lot of patience um, <laughs> for certain things. And you realize as you mature and you gain more wisdom, like you will, you never, you will never learn everything. You will never have it all figured out. You never, you will never know it all and you know i think some of us walk around with you know a six-year-old mentality sometimes think you know because you think that when you become 18 when you're six you're like oh when i become 18 i'll be grown i'll be married i have children <laughs> you know that's what i that's what i thought and when I started learning the prana, I was like, "Woo!" I mean, there's so many levels and I want to know it all and I'll never be able to know it all. And I realized, wow, you know, I could be, I could be a researcher and just focus on one minute aspect of a thing for my entire life, entire life, and never know all there is to know about that thing. So I will continue to learn as long as I am breathing. And there's another course that I am longing to take, options trading. There's an African-American sister here named Star. You may have seen her on Britney and Africa's channel. And this sister, tap, 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 tap on the phone, boom, $500, few thousand dollars. Like, listen, it ain't easy, okay? But I'm a visual learner. So I found a YouTuber who had uses animation to teach about options trading and I get it. So I'm going to invest in myself and invest in this course. Okay, you see where I'm going with this? You see where I'm going with this? Where I started at the beginning of this episode and where I am now? Okay, boom, did you see what I just did? 180. I'm going to invest in myself and get this course and I'm about to start putting my money to work. I'll tell you another thing that really uh, got me thinking. My mom, 
not having a retirement fund aside from her social security. Um, my mom not having a plan for her retirement. 50 year old Tadre that's just been doing things her way for the past, you know, 30 some odd years. Oh, money's not important to me. Listen, I'm thinking about all these things, my retirement, investments. I'm child free and I'm currently without a life partner. So I, I gotta, as my dad would say, you, what's your end game? So now like I'm saving like nobody's business. And of course I got a little crypto um, and I have had 401ks in the past. I, I have had IRAs in the past, but how I've lived my life on the edge, I've had to dip into that, you know? So now I'm like, oh no, we gonna leave that money there. And I, I want to learn how to, how to make those trades, the option trading. So, you know, I will be doing more of that, going deeper into that as um as the year progresses i think i mentioned that a few times already your girl about to be 50 i'm about to be 50. <laughs> shout out to snl i saw that on a saturday night live skit and it's been circulating as a meme and i was telling my dad like yeah i'm about to be 50 this year and he just started laughing. He was like, that's funny to you, huh? Yes, I can't believe it. I I put on my calculator. I was like, is this right? 2023 minus 1973. Yeah, yeah, girl, you about to be 50. So I'm about to be 50 and I'm happy. I'm happy about that because I'm still here, yeah? <laughs> I'm still here and um, I'll say more on this later um, I'm planning a big birthday shebang shebang you know I started this little tradition where I will do like a nude photo shoot I don't know I don't know if, I don't know if I'm be doing that I don't know how long you know the good Lord gonna allow me to be able to just bear it all <laughs> You know, um, and last year, I didn't really have the energy to do much. I was just tired, just real tired. Um, but this year coming up, or I'm sorry, not this year, this birthday coming up, I know I want to have all the people, all my ladies around me that have helped me grow, that have supported me, had my back poured into me you know my life has expanded as a result of them and it hasn't shrank and I heard something probably on NPR because I used to be an NPR junkie national public radio radio of the people in the US and I think I heard on NPR and they did a feature on a guy 
actually, I don't even remember what the feature was about, but I just remember they talked about a guy who had a birthday party and it might've been his 50th or 60th, I don't recall, but he was very intent on having a party in which he celebrated the people that allowed him to expand, that helped him expand his life. And what do I mean by this? In this story, they talked about how when people reach a certain age, their lives shrink. And I can definitely see that in the people around me. Think about it. You think you know everything. You think you've read all the books. So you don't read no more. You're not reading new authors. You don't like the new music, right? How many times have you heard all oh, this new music? Oh, I don't like it. I don't understand. This ain't no real music. You stop listening to new music. You don't make new friends. And all your friends you had from childhood, they start to die. Your parents die, your grandparents die, your cousins. Oh, listen, life is shrinking for you. And then I saw this little, this little episode on YouTube and it was like advice from people ages four to 80, something like that. And something that I recall from the 80 year old woman, she said, make new friends because your old friends are gonna die. And for whatever reason, that stuck with me. So the guest list for my Hello 50 bash is really, it's multi-generational, it's multinational, and I hope we, I know, I know we're all gonna have an amazing time women only because I need for us to be comfortable and just let our titties hang. Like, you know what I'm saying, fellas, love y'all, but um, you know how that energy can shift when, you know, when a different energy enters the room, okay? So yeah, I'm excited about that, excited about that. What else do I have here on this list? Oh, my daddy coming, my daddy coming. <laughs> My dad is coming. I haven't seen my dad since January 2018. I, um, yeah, I was a really big daddy's girl. And um, he was my primary parent, believe it or not. He was my primary parent. Even when I technically lived with my mom, he was my primary parent. So I'm looking forward to him being here. I'm looking forward to him coming to Africa for the first time. He's coming with his partner. They are, they got their stuff all planned out. So I will be tagging along with them. And um, I'm also going to try to get him to buy some probably like just on, I'm, you know, I've already been overt about it. Now I just want him to see the beauty. Just go, daddy, go ahead, buy some beachfront property and leave it to your daughter. Leave it to your firstborn. <laughs> So I'm looking forward to that. And uh, speaking about being blessed to still be here and speaking about, 
you know, just um, life, you know. I lost a sister, a sorority sister. And I know that a lot of my listeners, followers are not American, so I'll just break that down for you. Sororities and fraternities is Greek life. Um, in brief, they are academic slash social organizations that exist at the university level. There's a process of joining. It's a sisterhood. There are brotherhoods. Um, and we, you know, we are, they, they, they are designed. I'll just speak for the African-American uh, frats and sororities. Designed for economic independence, black people, economic advancements, um, strengthening of the black community, community development. And also, you know, you're supposed to thrive academically, although that can be tough because there's a huge social component. And when you are going through this process of becoming Greek, becoming uh, a Delta, a SGO, Omega Sci-Fi, AKA all of those, um, there are things that, that go down that bond you. Um, I didn't get I didn't get an opportunity to spend a lot of time bonding with my sorors. However, my girl Alicia, she and I was close. She and I was close. I got some stories that I can't share, but she she transitioned a couple of weeks ago and um Yeah, I find that the older I get, the more sentimental I get. Uh, she never, she she never smoked. She never smoked a cigarette like a day in her life, and she she died of lung cancer. It spread throughout her body into her brain, and uh, she. She she leaves behind a, a two two little girls, you know, and a hubby. And I hope that one day, you know, they come they come to visit. I hope that one day they come to visit their wild Bohemian auntie in Africa. Yeah, it's been it's been tough for all of us. So when I say that, um, we're blessed. We're blessed to be here. Yeah, I mean it. I mean it. Definitely mean it. So now I have another ancestor. And a couple more things on this list of updates, yeah? There's been another public lynching in the United States. Brother Tyree Nichols, I did not watch it. I know a lot of people wanted to preserve their mental health and did not watch it. 
Um, I don't follow the news for my mental health. Um, what that means is that I'm a happier person. That means I'm more joyful. That means that I don't exist on fear. But sometimes that also means I'm not up on what's happening in the world, although this shit never seems to change, you know, just different faces, different places. And so, yeah, that shit happened. And his death was caused by black police officers. And it happened during Black History Month. And I think that this is another indication, the timing, the players, is this another indication that we need to work on ourselves. We got a long way to go. And we've been fighting, we've been fighting, we've been fighting the power for as long as I can remember. From the moment we landed in the Americas, we've been fighting. No, you're not going to learn this in school. But that's the reason why all these laws are in place, right? <laughs> to thwart and mitigate the rebellions. We've been fighting the power for hundreds of years. Now, it's time to fight that that lives within. The little white man that's on your shoulder telling you how to think, how to be, who to, who to be with, how to write. You know, James Baldwin talked about that. Toni Morrison alluded to that, right? This little white man that sits on our shoulder that critiques what we doing, how we create, all that. Yeah. He lives here and here and dictates how we treat each other and what we think about ourselves and how we exist in the world, how we move in the world, what we eat, how we eat. It's a lot there. And there's levels to growth as I'm learning. We never reach full enlightenment until we leave these bodies. But we gonna have to start uncovering and pulling that shit. Listen, we gonna have to start getting comfortable in our blackness, in our Africanness. We gonna have to start getting comfortable in our ancient spiritualities and ways of being. I took an African yoga class. Second one, second one. I had heard about it, I had read about it. You know what I'm saying? This second one, okay? Right here in Karen with a brother from the UK. He got a book out, y'all. And after the class, I asked him, I said, how did yoga leave Africa and make it to India? And he talked about the series of invasions and all this stuff, right? Did you know that? Yeah. That this this thing we call yoga began in Kem, ancient Kemet. Come on now, taking you back, taking you back. Breath work, breath work, energy centers. 
if you're in Nairobi, if you are in Kenya and you just you want to check it out, for I'm, I'm gonna leave this brother's information in in the description so you can check him out. Like he's here in Karen, and you could take it's amazing. Like he he uses a tuning pitchfork. I saw him meditating under a tree, which is another place where we can get wisdom and life force from. My I look, I have a best friend in the arboretum that I sit and talk to. Do I sound crazy? But yeah, listen, our ancestors knew, all right? Um, and we, we also did yoga with crystals. Like, it's an amazing experience, okay? But I say all that to say that it's time for us to come back to ourselves. That's the way forward. And to close this out, I want to ask you, What is important to you? I'm going to ask again. What is important to you? Sit in that. Sit in that for a moment. And I ask you this because y'all know this series is about encouraging people of African descent to return to the motherland. I always say bring the resources, bring all that talent, bring all that know-how, bring your money, okay? Your business acumen, bring all of that back to Africa. Why? Because they don't deserve us. And I say this because Ultimately, I don't think that we can self-actualize in a place that despises us. A place that loves when we entertain, right? We They love for us to sing the Star Spangled Banner, but we can't fully participate in the Americas, right? Come on now. Um, and so in... In encouraging people to come back, I realize a lot of people are resistant. I realize not everyone is like me. Not everyone spent years studying Africa. Not everyone has spent years living in Africa. You know, this might be your first time out of your home state, out of your neighborhood even. But I ask you, what is important to you? Because we have 54 countries here now. We got 54 countries here. And I say, I always say, choose one, choose one. But what's really important to you? Because not every country is going to have what you need. So sit there in that. And I'll tell you what's important to me. What's important to me is being able to self-actualize. I say this all the time. Freedom is what is important to me. Okay? Looking good. That's important to me. Like, I don't go to the gym just because I know I should go to the gym. There's some vanity there, right? Um, the ocean, being near the ocean is important to me. Having access to metropolitan themes like art galleries, museums, theater, that's important to me. Being around like-minded people, that's important to me. Having access to good food, a variety of food, those things are important to me. Mm. 
What is important to you? Figure out what that is. Then take some time, if you're a visual learner, and start watching these YouTube videos and see what people who embody a similar shell, see what their experiences are like in those places. And, you know, plan a trip. By the way, by the way, by the way, um, <laughs> now that we're on that, I want to remind folks that I offer consultations and I'll give you an hour and I'll just pour into you based on what your needs are. These are very intuitive conversations. So hit me up in my DMs on Instagram. Also, if you're in Nairobi and you love to shop, I'll also say, or you like unique things, hit me up as well. I'm on Airbnb experiences for an eclectic fashion tour in Nairobi with a wardrobe stylist. I'll take you to my favorite spots. We have a good time. And uh, before I go, before I go, another update for 2023, baby. Tadre is finally realizing her worth. I may not be all the way there yet, but I think I think I'm I'm scraping like a I'm deep scraping the surface. And so with that is I'm finally realizing why I've attracted so many men who were unavailable emotionally, physically, psychologically, just not ready. I I'm very clean on that. I didn't love myself enough. And there's levels to self-love, okay? But in regards to loving myself, also, I'm no longer working for free, y'all. Even though I love you, even though we go way, 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 way back, uh -uh, I'm no longer working for free. And yeah. <laughs> That's the episode. A hard head made for a soft behind. Okay? So here's to here's to the behind. Here's to the behind lifting and tightening. <laughs> Thank you for joining me on this episode of Blacks into Africa. May you thrive. May you be inspired. May you move with love and intention. Until next time.